0: microphone check 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 let's make sure that we are good everywhere and we are so hello lovely ladies I hope you all are doing well my butterflies my transformers because we are all changing right we are all in the midst of becoming the best versions of ourselves, of course. It is me, Coach V, and welcome to my Freedom Reigns podcast. Y'all know it's called Freedom Reigns because I am all about helping marriage-minded Christian women be free from religion and rules and laws, all of the crazy stuff that we talk about in order to date wisely and win at love. As the self-proclaimed new love strategist, I help single frustrated women renew their hearts and I then prepare them with the intentional dating skills that are necessary to win at kingdom love. Y'all already know when I say kingdom love, I am talking about the three Ds, dwelling in God's love, developing self-love so that you can discover real love. When you see two people who are in love, a man and a woman who both love God, they both love themselves and they have something real going on, that is kingdom love. And that is what I help my clients win at. I am a life dating and relationship coach. I am also an online dating consultant. Y'all know I'm all about online dating with New Thing Life Coaching. I help you with healing, tending to the past, unpacking your love box, successfully dating, successfully dating in modern times as a Christian woman, successfully online dating. So connect with me if you're wanting to get out of your own way, um, successfully date and build a new love language. Quickly, new news, really nothing new is going on right now. Of course, N2L, the monthly membership that is always available, newthinglifecoaching.com forward slash n 2 l Um, And of course, what that is, every month a new course unlocks. You also get access to discounts. You get a free product that is shipped out to you. This month's course was a walk to remember. You know, just talking about your inner child and then of course future children and things like that. We're talking about breaking generational barriers. And then next month's course is finding contentment as a single Christian woman while also laying the brick of vision because I want you to be content so that you will take the best version of yourself, the healthy version of yourself, to your next relationship. And we're going to lay the brick of vision. I need you to have a vision as to what you want your future relationship and marriage to look like. So we're gonna go deep in that one. Again, newthinglifecoaching.com forward slash N, like the letter N, the number two, L, C as in Charlie, and you can learn more. That's what's going on. I don't really have anything coming up at the moment, but make sure you just stay subscribed to the site, and that is how you will stay in the new as far as all things new thing life coaching. So we already know I am a Christian coach, right? I am also an equal opportunity coach, okay? Like black, white, Mexicano, Puerto Rican, I don't really care what you are. I am all about helping women who fit a certain category when it comes to Christian, single, and frustrated, okay? Okay. But let me also say that I remember last year, I started feeling a little bit of a shift. I was feeling I was being called to shift a little bit to black women. And I feel as if it's because us as a group, like we are the ones that are statistically struggling, like the numbers are in, all right? And for those of you who might not know, like I am also an accountant. That is my first, ba- or one of my first babies. That is also what my actual degree is in. So like, you know, obviously I'm busy this time of year, but I'm, you know, I'm an accountant, I'm a tax preparer. So y'all already know, like, I always know numbers. I'm always talking about numbers. And let's talk about numbers very quickly because here's what I want you to understand. One out of five black women will end up getting a divorce. It doesn't matter the race of their spouse. One out of five black women end up getting a divorce. Black women are also the ones that have the lowest marriage rate, as in we are least likely to get married. And there are many different reasons why that exists. 42% of black marriages end in divorce. Now, there are a couple of different reasons as to why. You know, there are strains and stress. And of course, you know, a lot of the top obvious reasons why people divorce. Um, Right now, we have a very... Um, We have like a lot of evolving social attitudes towards marriage in general, towards singleness in general. And right now it's a little bit easier, you know, to get a divorce, Um, you know, culturally speaking and legally speaking, socially speaking, it's just getting a divorce is unfortunately, yes, even in the Christian community, it's not as frowned upon as it once was. Now we can also add culture to the mix. And what I see a lot of times is that, often we have people conforming to what the world is saying, to what the world is doing, to what the world is accepting. And again, right now, you know, I'm on Facebook, you know, I'm in a lot of these different groups because of, you know, what I do. And I I look at a lot of the things and, you know, you can have a woman who's asking for advice regarding a relationship, even regarding a marriage. And it's like, nowadays, it is nothing for someone to just, oh, you need to get a divorce. Oh, just get a divorce, divorce, divorce. Like we just throw that around like it's nothing. So I see people conforming to what the world is saying, to what the world is doing, to what the world is accepting. But yet we already know, like, come on, Christian ladies, y'all already know what time it is. Like, here it is. We're conforming, even though Romans 12, 2 says that we're not supposed to. Like, we have specific instructions for those who are of the Christian faith. But anyway, um, there are a lot of pressures that are faced in our community, right? Like in the Black community, there are new and old issues. Like there are so many different things that are going on in today's time that we obviously have to keep in mind. And then the way that some of us, you know, in general, that we are seemingly evolving in relationships, it's also based on a myriad of reasons. What I am noticing is that we have Christians, we have believers who are out here all about breaking generational curses in some areas. And, you know, it's like even more pressure gets added But I see a lot of work being done when it comes to healing, when it comes to credit and finances, saying, hey, I'm breaking the I'm breaking the barriers. I'm breaking the chains when it comes to poverty. And, you know, everyone is like, oh, you know, mental health awareness. And we got to make sure that, you know, mental health is no longer a stigma in the black community. And, oh, you know, sis, you got to walk in your purpose and discover your divine purpose. All of those things are absolutely amazing. Okay, FYI, I'm not taking away from any of those things. But what is interesting to me is that there's not a lot that goes into marriage readiness and prep for the group of women, for the group in general, who desire marriage almost the most, yet they are less likely to marry. And I say desire it the most, I know a lot of people, you know, in general, again, desiring marriage, wanting to see it happen, but it is always interesting to me that other races other ethnicities you know and, and men as well they're not really struggling in this area the way that black women are when it comes to dating when it comes to relationships when it comes to marriages like the numbers are in and it is not going that well and for those that do end up getting married a lot of those women they are struggling with handling themselves accordingly within the actual marriage. And what I mean by that is a lot of black women, they are unsure how to navigate said marriage with the outside factors that can ultimately lead to divorce. So single black women, there's definitely work that needs to be done. And it's interesting because I'm sure several of you maybe saw this meme or a post that was even going around at one time. (laughs) And it said black women are told or even taught how to live without a man. They're not told and taught how to keep one. I was like, man, that's a little, that's a little deep. Isn't it like black women are the ones that are told how to live without a man, but they are not told, taught, and shown how to keep one. I would love to know your thoughts regarding that for anyone who's listening live right now. And, you know, even what did hearing that, do to you just now like even hearing like did it trigger something inside of you like what did it make you feel but i can be honest and say for me my mom indirectly taught me this you know she was never a male basher she was never one who ever tried to say oh you like you don't need a man don't worry about that victoria i never heard any of that however I've told y'all before, you know, my mom and dad, they separated when I was like three or four years old. I'm the youngest out of five kids. I was with my mom holding her hand as she was walking away from my dad and saying, hey, like me and these kids, we don't need you. We'll be fine without you. Like, I'm going to take care of them by myself. And they never got back together. My mom never remarried. My mom never had men in and out the house. She was never, you know, out there going on dates and doing all this extra stuff. So, of course, for me, that put it in my head. Okay, I don't need a man because I saw her take care of us and I saw her make it look extremely easy. I saw her also bring in, you know, my two cousins, like her niece and nephew, she took them in as well when there were issues with their parents. I saw my mom the way that she was also very hands-on even when, you know, she had her first grandchild. Like when my older, my oldest brother, when his girlfriend got pregnant, we had my nephew at the house all the time. So it was nothing for my mom to have eight children in the house and the bills were paid, there was food on the table. We had all of what we needed. We also had a lot of what we wanted. So for me, that was showing me what, oh, well, I don't don't really need a man because look at how mama's handling this with no problems. And I know that a lot of you, even though that might not be your story, your situation, but I know that many women can also relate to that because they perhaps came from a single parent home. And I just want to touch on that for a quick second. I know that's not everybody's story. I know that not all black women came from that, but I do want to talk about it because BHS is a real thing. Broken home syndrome is a real thing. And I know that some people are, oh, well, I hate hearing, I don't like that term broken home, but it's not to be offensive. That is literally the title, you know, it's dubbed for homes that are quote unquote broken, because of course this is against the way that it was meant to be, right? Like even biblically speaking, it's supposed to be a man and a woman in the house, married, submitted to God, raising those children and letting that be that. So a lot of us, we are right now outside of the natural order of things and it's affecting us in many different ways. So broken home syndrome is something that leads to daddy issues, mama trauma fear of abandonment, like all of these different things. And I know that this gets discussed a lot. Over 90% of my clients have some type of abandonment issues, right? I've said before, I know a lot of times we think that abandonment means like someone intentionally abandoned you, dropped you off, left you someplace. Maybe it only affects those who were adopted or who, you know, bounce from foster home to foster home, but that is not the case at all if you are a child and you went through any type of situation where a parent either left you know because of divorce or death therefore you are you were in a sense abandoned and now you have that fear that is inside of you that it might take place and it also affects and alters the way that you do love and relationships here are just some of the symptoms of abandonment issues very quickly i'll say that you you fall in love quickly you choose Unavailable men, whether it's men who are in jail, whether it's men who are married, whether it is men who are emotionally unavailable, those who have the avoidant attachment style, those who have abandonment issues, you look for reasons to walk away. Even when dating, it's almost like you go into it waiting for the ball to drop. Perhaps you are someone who is always in a relationship even saying like hey i'm a relationship person i'm used to being in a serious committed relationship you might be someone who is a serial dating shipper like you go from man to man even if it's not a committed relationship those of you who also suffer from this when in a relationship of any kind you might find yourself going out of your way to please him and making him happy because god forbid he ever find another woman god forbid he ever like decide he does not want to be with you or something like that this is where a lot of women also end up having they willingly have unwanted sex. And I like to clarify that because I don't mean, you know, as far as like rape or anything like that, but you will willingly have sex even though it's unwanted. Deep down, you don't even really want to have sex. People who have abandonment issues, you stay in unhealthy relationships. You're hard to please. You struggle with emotional intimacy. A lot of times you silence yourself because you don't want your voice or whatever you speak on to be the thing that's gonna cause someone to leave and walk away. Perhaps you feel insecure and unworthy at times. You find it hard to trust. You overthink and overanalyze pretty much Everything, right? Um, You're always looking for a sign or some type of confirmation. A lot of times people who have a fear of abandonment, they also take that even into their relationship with God. Um, You have repressed anger, control issues. You need assurance and validation. Look, the list goes on and those are just the main ones. And it's understanding that when abandonment issues are left untreated, what we end up doing is we take these things into our relationships that become abandonment anxiety. It ends up becoming abandonment anxiety. This is when you're always nagging your man, checking checking his phone. You're always worried that a fight is gonna to lead to a breakup. Again, not really having a voice. So sometimes you shut yourself up, you dumb yourself down, you silence yourself. Um, perhaps again, auditioning, as I always say, doing the most just for a man to actually pick you, choose you, select you, wanting to be with you. All of these things, again, the list goes on. And this is why I always tell ladies you have to work on these things because otherwise, you will find yourself engaging in self-sabotaging behavior. So add abandonment to this. And then of course, now we're going to tackle on, as I said, we already have things in the black community that plague us. You know, there are things that we come from, whether it's generational, whether it's environmental, whether it's societal, like all of these things that we already have like certain pressures that we might carry with us in life on top of trying to handle relationships. 67% 67% of black women come from broken homes. 67% of women today, should I say, come from broken homes. That means what? That we suffer from BHS. That means we suffer from broken home syndrome. And then let me add to that, daddy issues, because a large percentage of that 67%, they ended up living with their mama, Okay. Daddy issues can be independent of fear of abandonment. And what I mean by that is it's two separate things and two different set of symptoms. Because when it comes to daddy issues, there are also things that shows that women who have daddy issues, as I always like to say, father wounds, because you have any type of opening that's still present because it's an issue that you have not tended to yet. Those who end up having some type of, you know, father wounds, you will find yourselves attracted to older men and a lot of times they'll just say oh just because i like mature men and i like men who are a little bit older Da da da, da, da." yes because your father wasn't a mature man who was in the house signs of daddy issues as well also include women who are clingy women who are jealous women who are overprotective and or needy this ends up leading to what is known to be mania love where it's like obsessive, possessive, controlling the whole nine. And here's something, let me just go ahead and add something that absolutely drives me crazy, something I can't stand, something I hate is, you know, of course, hearing how, yes, we already know that there are some black men who absolutely talk about, you know, how they either do not date black women at all or, you know, this is their problem, concern or issues when it comes to black women. Um, you know, black women are mouthy, black women in their attitude, black women. and Like we hear a lot of these things and some of us, we get so annoyed, so upset and so frustrated. Right. Um, <laughs> but then it's like we have to take into consideration again. There are reasons I'm not trying to justify. There are reasons that a lot of black women have certain demeanors and ways and attitudes and manner mannerisms, you know, of course, that are attached to them. But it's like how quickly. Sometimes the world forgets that, right? How quickly even some black men forget, like, hey, well, look at a lot of the things that we've had to that we've had to deal with, a lot of the things that we've endured. And now it's like we have the black men who are supposed to be a little bit more understanding, or maybe at least trying to protect us or trying to enlighten us, who are also dismissing us. So it's like it's fueling and adding to the anger and to a lot of these things that black women are already dealing with, unfortunately. Something else when it comes to daddy issues is that a lot of these women, they need constant reassurance of love and affection. Why? Because the first man who was supposed to give that to them, that would ultimately decide and affect the kind of relationships they would end up being in. A lot of us, our fathers failed at that, right? Like, let's be real. A lot of us, our fathers failed. And because of that, we're like, love me, (laughs) Okay, I know you told me that you love me, but give me a whole lot of affection. Constantly reassure me that you love me, like all of these things. What I've also realized with some women who have daddy issues is that they like to give the impression that they only care about sex. (laughs) Impression. And again, it's interesting because as I said earlier, fear of abandonment, it leads us to having unwanted sex. See... A woman will a lot of times have sex with a man just trying to beat a man at his own game, pretending to be heartless, pretending to be a savage, but truly it's her heart is hurting and she doesn't feel validated and she's afraid that she's not going to get what it is that deep down she is ultimately desiring and wanting. So she's trying to play this little game and it's not really working out on the outside. She might appear to be super or even uber confident, but she's really not at the end of the day. Daddy issues also leads to us being terrified of being alone, which again, can cause us to either have the notion that we are a relationship person, or again, a serial dating shipper. Why do these issues exist? At the end of the day, it's because as humans, our most basic need as humans in general is unconditional acceptance. At the end of the day, the root of it all, we want unconditional acceptance. And as women, we get our relationship skills from our father. And then our moms determine and shape who we are as women in general. So I I would tell you, like, definitely, like, reflect on that. Like, who are you because of your mother? And what kind of relationships have you been in because of your daddy? Like, at the end of the day, and again, of course, keeping in mind all of these different things, adding blackness on top of it, right? And then what I've realized, especially something that I myself used to struggle with and face and deal with, and of course, now you know me working through those things, but now with working with women for a living and working with single Christian women or single women just in general, and especially black women, is that many women have what I call ARS. And when I say ARS, I'm talking about adversarial relationship skills, adversarial relationship skills. And this is where we, as women, we see men as being the adversary. We see men as being the enemy. And so we end up taking that into our relationships. Again, whether it's the dating ships, whether it's, you know, early on, even with dating, like we're already kind of looking at them like they're the enemy, like, okay, watch you about to come in here with some foolishness or men today, this, and y'all know black men are notorious for this men play games. Like we already go into it expecting the worst. We'll go into it expecting the ball to drop. Then even in relationships, we'll end up staying, but it's like then belittling the man, talking crazy to him, like, and attacking him and all of these different things. We take all of these ARS, you know, these adversarial relationship skills into relationships, combative, argumentative, competitive, trying to run up on these men, like, "Mm, what you going to do about it? Like, taking all of that foolishness into it, refusal to be quiet, ain't nobody going to shut me up. Ain't nobody shut me. I don't shut up for nobody. What you going to do about it? Like, oh no, I have a voice for a reason. Like, and even with that, again, us not even realizing, like, there's literally power in our silence. Like, you can have a voice without being boisterous. You can have a voice without the need to be right. You can have a submissive spirit while still having a voice. Like, have you ever read in the book of Numbers, like, the daughters of you know, the uh, had and how they were still like quiet, submissive, but they still use their voice. When I look at Abigail in first Samuel, like how she ended up protecting her husband from King David, like you can still have a submissive spirit, but still have a voice. No one is telling you to just absolutely shut up. Overall ladies, we quote unquote, we struggle for various reasons when it comes to love. And I will say this absolutely 100% included me at one point. Because again, professionally speaking, I encounter women who want to love. They want to win at love. They want to be in love. They want love. They want to have a healthy relationship. They want to get married, but yet they are struggling. Now here's the funny thing. (laughs) I have been a coach for years. I've had women build new dating languages. I've had women who have gotten engaged, married, um, you know, committed relationships, women who are, you know, they have pregnant now or, you know, babies on the way or even currently, you know, they've already had children the whole nine. Testimonies, tags, referrals. Like, everyone's like, oh, you need to connect with Coach V, connect with, oh, Coach V is going to get you right. Coach V can help you with blah, blah, blah. All of these different things, amazing. But yet I was struggling myself when it came to love. I was struggling myself when it came to dating. And I sat back and I... Truth be told, I watched those women date, I watched women fall in love, I watched them get married again, all of that. But it wasn't happening for me. But mainly, my bad decisions had me paralyzed, one. And two, I wanted to keep helping women In order to get my finances where I wanted them, because that was a part of me that I had neglected for the long time. And let's just go ahead and add bad money habits will also lead to poor decisions with men. Talked about that in the Ascend 21 challenge, that 21 day self-love challenge that is still available on my website. But I still it's like, however, I had God in my air like, hey, you can have success and love. I don't want you to choose. And it's like I had to remind myself of that. And not just love, but a good love, like real love, like a love that lasts. Like I said, kingdom love, you know, the kind of love that takes time and can only happen when you're dwelling in God's love, developing self-love, and discovering real love. So kingdom love embodies all three of those things. But it's like I was struggling, like, in so many ways. And it was so frustrating, but it's like, because I didn't realize, like, I definitely had some things in some ways about me. And again, a lot of the things I even said as far as the adversarial relationship skills, I was definitely argumentative, definitely combative, competitive, trying to run up, trying to one-up men, you know, trying to show them like, hey, I don't need you. I don't need like, okay, yeah, you might be a man just because you're a man. That doesn't mean that I can't have this, you know, do this or say this or be like this. And again, no man, ladies, especially the kind of men that we want, Okay, they're not trying to go to bed with another man, so if we're gonna sit there and be all again, beating our chest, and I am woman hear me- like your average man does not want that, so that was causing problems for me in many ways, but again, when I'm now adding in all of these things that come from the whole you know broken home syndrome, <clears throat> excuse me, and wanting to be a strong black woman, you know all of those different things, it was causing me to have issues in my love life, I was struggling, and a lot of you are struggling, and I get it, we struggle for many different reasons. But why, why Why the struggle? Why the struggle? And trust, I want to uncover the reasons that many of you are still failing when it comes to love, when it comes to dating, when it comes to romance, and even marriage, because a lot of women, again, I, like I said with the numbers earlier, a lot of those who end up getting married They either end up divorcing or they end up having an unhappy marriage. When you look at black women in general and then when you look at, again, and those were just the the statistics on either getting married or not getting married or getting a divorce. That's not even including like, you know, just so many things I could have always, I could have easily gone deeper with. Here's one thing that's in the lead as to why black women are struggling. One thing that is in the lead when it comes to why black women are struggling. And it's self-esteem. It's self-esteem. When you look at the actual, like, what is self-esteem? It is the regard that one has for self. And what I've seen is that black women fall into one of two categories when it comes to self-esteem. The first one being low self-esteem. And again, it's the way that you feel about yourself, but again, that self-esteem might be low, whether it's based on what someone else said, how you feel as if you are perceived as a black woman, the role that you feel as if you have to fulfill and portray as a black woman. Maybe it is based on what someone said to you, what someone didn't say to you, what someone did, what someone didn't do. Maybe, you know, a man who, you know, either left you, didn't pick you or whatever else, like all of these different things, which as I always say, a lot of times that is tied to other esteem, because now the regard that you have for yourself is based off of what someone else and maybe how someone else viewed you and you are now allowing that to mar you in some way. And something that I've been talking about a lot, you know, as I've been getting older and getting a little bit more open and honest with different things, I've had people who've tried to come for my blackness. I've had people who've tried to tell me like, oh, like, oh, well, Vicky, you're not really black. I mean, you're, you're, you're black, but you're not black black. I'm like, what, what, what does that even mean? Oh, because there are certain movies that you haven't seen. There are certain, you know, music that you don't listen to. And it's like, oh, y'all be surprised. Like the crazy things that a lot of times I truly end up hearing from black and white people. So I feel like, and I've been finally getting more vocal to black and white people. And it's kind of like letting them know like, hey, it's a little bit frustrating and annoying when I feel as if I've had to defend my blackness for many years now, almost my whole life. It started off with family and then, of course, now with friends and having to do, like, school and everything like that. But, of course, in my situation, yeah, my mom, you know, she maybe went out of her way where she had us in certain neighborhoods, certain schools, whatever. I, I mean, in first, and this is just who I've always been. Like, and she just made sure, like, diversity was something that was also very important to her. So, of course, going, you know, to a lot of the schools and everything like that a lot of times for me it was like i was shunned by many black people because for them i just i wasn't black enough even in elementary school they felt like i was not like them i was different i was too different okay so then i have to now go to the side where the white people are and i don't know maybe for some white people it's like oh, okay well she's not too black I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's what they were thinking. Well, at least she's not like too black. Like, what is, I don't even know what black, black and too black and not black enough or kind of black or a little bit white. Like all of those things that are just absolutely stupid now that I think about it. But of course, this is also now coming from a little child who at this point, daddy was already out the house, right? So we already have like trauma because anytime something happens that actually is unexpected or something that, you know, disrupts or disturbs or whatever, that is traumatic to a child. We hear trauma and we think that it has to be something that is so ridiculously you know, intense or disturbing. No, anything that you were not expecting that disturbs or distresses you, that is traumatic. And studies are, you know, constantly being done and studies have been done that have actually shown what trauma does to the brain, right? So when you have all of these different things and it's like it affects how you process things and it affects your emotions, these are things that these little girls become grown women who still have that little girl inside of them. These are the women who are out there trying to date and form relationships but they have all of these things that they have not yet even tended to. That makes for some crazy, messy, like interesting stuff at the end of the day. And those are things that also affect self-esteem. So for me, of course, I was always happy with my social circle. I didn't mind being different. I didn't mind the music and whatever else, but yes, I did actually still struggle with low self-esteem. Why? Because at the end of the day, for a lot of people, I still was not black enough. So I was letting their words, I was allowing their words, their attitude, their jokes affect me. And I never even really knew it because I've always been, what, a strong woman. I know how to put certain things at bay. You're not going to see me sweat. (laughs) You're not going to see me sad. You're not going to hear me talking about my feelings being hurt or whatever the case might be. Only thing I knew how to do was keep it trucking. Because isn't that what we do a lot of times as women? Isn't that what we do a lot of times, especially as black women? Because that's what we saw mama do. (laughs) That's what we saw grandmama do. Those are the stories that we even heard about great grandma, like all of these things. So it's like I had to mask a lot of things, but again, I still had some anger inside of me that I didn't realize. So now, at the first thought of, at the first sight of dating or being with a man, and if he even seemed like I was not good enough, or he was coming for me and telling me that I wasn't good enough, I was getting defensive, and instead of actually tapping into effective communication and allowing emotional intimacy to even develop, now I'm on the defense, and it goes back to my adversarial relationship skills. When you have low self-esteem, it will cause you to either date down. It'll cause you to question your worth. It'll cause you to settle. It'll cause you to count yourself out. There are so many, like, I don't even have time to go into all the different side effects and symptoms of low self-esteem. And a lot of the women, again, that I even encounter and speak with, they have all of these different things that are affecting the way that they live and the way that they show up and the way that they date, and it is tied to their low self-esteem. But here's something on the flip side. As I said, black women a lot of times fall into one or two categories. Typically, not all, typically. Because there is absolutely a healthy balance. But understand this, there is such a thing as an unhealthy level of high self-esteem. Because yeah, you should have good self-esteem. You should feel good about yourself. There is such a thing as like an unhealthy level of high self-esteem to the point where it's almost like a toxic level of high self-esteem. That is where you are thinking too highly. Because I know it's like, oh, how can, how, how, you know, why would that ever be a bad thing? What is it? High self-esteem. That is when you are thinking too highly of yourself. Because I'm definitely curious to know, like, where did this notion of men are intimidated by me come from? And this mentality of, Uh, Men are intimidated by real women. Men are intimidated by strong women. No, maybe your idea of strong is you doing the most to prove a point. And in in that case, no, a man is not intimidated. He's just not going to put up with it. I don't know of any man who is intimidated by a strong woman. I don't know of any man who is intimidated by a woman who has herself together. And if you have encountered men like that, guess what? That means that you are dating boys. That means you're not dating a man. You are dating a boy or a male because there is a difference between a male and a man. Let's just go ahead and clear that up. There is absolutely a difference between a male and a man and a gentleman. Those are really three different things at the end of the day because one is just, there's there's sex, there's age, and then there's character. The same way I say there's a difference between a female, a woman, and a lady. Because the same thing, there's sex, there's age, and then there's character. So if you're dating boys, then I see how you might end up with, yeah, I mean, I'm sick of boys who are intimidated by me. But a lot of you, you think that a man is intimidated and they're not. And a lot of this stuff, it really is due to selfie issues. And when I say selfie, I'm talking about Self-esteem, self-worth, self-acceptance, self-love, and or self-respect. So a lot of you end up dating boys or dating just any kind of male because of some type of selfie issue. But one of the most common lies that dating, that black dating women believe is that men are intimidated by them, their success, and or their achievements that is one of the most common lies okay and if this is something that is truly like for real for real believed by you then what you should seek to do is instead date someone on your level perhaps if you're like oh people are intimidated with my success so then what's the problem because that means are you are you dating down to begin with I don't know. See if that helps. Maybe date someone who is on your level. But what I can assure you is that your average man, again, man, a gentleman in the form of an MVP that I coach my clients on attracting is in all actuality, he is going to be intrigued by a successful woman. And especially if he himself, again, if he's an MVP and he's a successful man, he is going to be intrigued and captivated by you. He is going to want that kind of woman, especially a woman that knows how to tap into her womanhood. Enabling a man to feel like a man in her presence because he's going to be a man regardless. But when you actually enable and allow a man to feel like a man those are the kind of men that's going to want you. Like, what are you talking about? So don't go conjuring up false scenarios in your head based on your assumptions of what men are assuming. Because this is where a lot of you end up finding yourselves alone. Successful in other areas. Yeah, you might have the house, you might have the car, you might have the bank account, stocks, investments, rental properties, the whole nine. But you're failing in the one area that is consuming your heart's desires. But it's like, oh, well, let me keep on making more money and chasing all of these other things because at least I can control that. But you're failing in the area that really, really matters to you most. Because let's be real, ladies, at the end of the day, a lot of us, we want what? What we really want is to be able to take that cape off when we come home. It's like, yeah, I'm running this business and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But at the end of the day, we want to be able to come home and take that cape off and be able to be in the presence of a man. But a lot of you, your fears, you're not even allowing that to happen. Or some of you, you're not even getting to that point of even being able to take the cape off. And then some of you, again, you end up dating, being in relationships, marriages, living together the whole nine, but it's like you still come home and you still have that cape because you're still a little too guarded. You still have that fear and it's not working out for you at all. And I need you to work on that. And what I also see, even with that high self-esteem, ooh, the independent women. I love talking to men about the whole, dating the independent woman. Listen here, miss I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T-D, and you know what that means? Listen, we got to be mindful of a lot of that as well. Because what I've seen, and I know that not all black people come from poverty, but let me just pause and say this, especially for those who did, you know, come from poverty, living in shelters or maybe just you know what that struggle 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 life is like maybe you had someone who told you that you would you would never and you could never you would never be anything and then now it's like you feel like you have things that you have to prove and now and because of that it's like okay you don't know what i've been through you don't know where i've came from so it's like now you're allowing those things to move you and drive you and shape you instead of just walking in those blessings and walking in this newness you still have this mentality behind it all. You know, it's just like when they talk about um, like a heavyset person who loses weight, you can end up losing a whole lot of weight, but it's like mentally, you're still that overweight person. You still have the mentality of that overweight person. You still have the self-esteem of that overweight person. So again, even when it comes to a lot of the, a lot of you black women, you know, who are doing well and doing very well, and especially when you came from certain things, now it's like you have something to prove, and that is also just like mm, I got this, I got that. So again, that high self-esteem and that independent woman mentality—that is something that is also scaring men off, and kind of has men like, "Uh, she's always mentioning what she got and how she don't need me for this, and she want to know what I bring to the table." And it, and I get it. In the past 30 years, there's been a five per six, a 5.6 percent increase in single Black women owning homes. Just in general, 51% of single women own homes, okay? With a large percentage of that being black women, okay? Like the the numbers are getting higher and higher as far as black women who actually own their homes without a man. And can we tap into education? 62% of black women, they have a master's degree. So again, it goes back to a lot of the times a lot of black women are asking the question I mean, well, what can a man offer me? I don't need a man. If I can accomplish this on my own, da 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 da. Why? Because we do what? And again, I use that we loosely. Used to be me, not no more, okay? But a lot of black women end up doing what? They let it be known that we bought the table, we bought the parts for the table, we built the table and put it together ourselves. And we have no problem eating at it. And then we always asking men, what can they bring to the table? You got to adjust your attitude. Or you will be eating at that little dusty table alone. And then you got to ask yourself, did you really even put it together properly and do it the right way? But you might just be eating at that little dusty table by yourself. But again, the attitude, I get it. Because like I said, it goes back to a lot of our struggles, of the a lot of the struggles that we came from and a lot of the struggles that still even exist now today. I get it. So we take some of those. Again, I get it, but I'm not going to justify it. I'm not saying that you don't need to work on those things. But an attitude adjustment is in order. An attitude adjustment is absolutely in order. And again, when I even talk about the whole abandonment issues, I always talk about pica. Like, you know, of course, when you're pregnant, Um, And you end up craving non-food items, whether it's like charcoal, clay, cornstarch, all of those other crazy things. It's because your body is missing something. So now you're craving and desperate for something that your body is like, hey, there's a deficiency. It's the same thing when it comes to a lot of women who are like, truth be told, they really are desiring love. They're desiring a relationship. They want all of that stuff. But they have some present issues and present inadequacies and present insecurities that are caused by abandonment pica so you might find yourself acting out in certain ways and maybe even desperate for love or desperate for attention or even desperate for control or craving certain things but it's really just because somebody from your past dropped the ball who abandoned you was it your father was it an ex like what happened and what I will say is that daily, I see a lot of black women who don't want to change their attitude. It's like, no, this is who I am. A lot of black women who are struggling when it comes to vulnerability. Hmm, why? Because if you soften up, if you're actually vulnerable with that man, he might end up leaving you. He might see you as being weak. Maybe because you'll end up doing all that for Nothing maybe because that man might end up abandoning you? What? Just like your daddy? Just like your ex because you don't want to get hurt again. I get it, sis. I get it. Again, that was and even now, being vulnerable is not easy at all. It is not easy. Like it is something I've had to slowly learn how to put into practice. Let me just go ahead and put out there. It's not easy. And then what a lot of us now have, and I say we, but now what's happening a lot with black women, and especially those who have the attitude because of different things that were faced, now there's bitterness, right? Which first and foremost, the Bible says to rid our hearts of. (laughs) A lot of, we got heart issues. Yeah, a lot of us, there are heart issues. I I take ladies through that at my 12-week intensive, New Heart Academy. Just FYI, a new round is coming up July 12th. You can see that on the website. But there are heart issues. A lot of you need to renew your heart. You're not going to win at love until you renew your heart. The heart, it is so important. Jeremiah 17, 10, it says, I, the Lord, I search and examine the heart. I reward each person based off of what their actions and their motives deserve not based on what you're desiring, but he is rewarding us based on what your heart deserves. Proverbs 4:23 it says, above all else, guard your heart. Everything you do flows from it. Your thoughts, your words, your actions, those are all seeds that you plant and they come based on the condition of your heart. Ezekiel 36, 26, where it says, I am going to take out that stubborn, stony heart and I'm going to give you a responsive heart. A lot of us, we need to go through that heart exam, right? We know that even it talks about like out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We know that it says life and death are in the power of the tongue. So a lot of these heart issues are why black women are running from good men, scaring real men, ending relationships prematurely and breeding miserable relationships. We gotta get back to the family unit. We gotta get back to love. We gotta get back to marriage. Like we need to change those statistics. We need to do something about those numbers 100%. I know the question is like, how? how to get back to the family, how to change the numbers, how to win at love as a black woman. But I will tell you, if that is your struggle, first and foremost, you got to get real. If you're saying, I want to win at love, you got to get real about why you're losing. If you're serious about wanting to win at love, you have to get real and get honest about why you're losing. Is it your mindset? Is it your heart? Is it fear? Is it untreated trauma? Is it low self-esteem, high self-esteem? What is it? And women, here's the thing I will tell you, my black ladies, better romantic decisions have to be made. But that is only going to happen with true healing and self-love and an attitude adjustment. That is the only way that you're gonna do better in in the love and romance department. Bad relationship decisions, they plague our community greatly. And I'm not saying that whites and Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Italians, whatever. I'm not saying none of them struggle. They plague our community greatly because some of us, either we are loyal to a fault, which only has to do with our low self-esteem and settling. And then some of us, it's like, "Mm -mm, I'd rather just completely be single and I'm not dealing with no foolishness, but let me just maybe, you know, have this little married person on the side who can, you know, maybe meet the need or take me out or we can have sex. Like we have the worst and the craziest relationship drama and stuff that plagues our community. And again, like I said, not just us, but definitely us. Definitely us. And we got to do better when it comes to that. And like I said, that whole BHS, the broken home syndrome, because when we end up making dumb decisions, we'll end up having sex with the man, maybe getting married without even doing the work previously to even determine like, even screening properly in the dating stage to even see if that was a man who was even worth our time. But it's like some end up doing what? getting married. Listen, if marriage even happens at all, and then it's like boom. Now here comes a baby. For a lot of you, not all. said for myself because this was my story. I never married my ex, but we ended up having two children together. And then at some point. What, either the man decides to go bye-bye or the woman decides to have, she has an epiphany and then she she sends the man away, whatever. Now, takes us right back to what? BHS. Now we got broken home syndrome. In 2018, 69.4% of black babies were born to unmarried mothers. 69.4% of black babies were born to unmarried mothers. And I get it, not everybody wants to be married think about the kid. Could you at least be a little bit more mindful? We have to be mindful of who we are having children with. Because it's like in so many ways, we are what? The most disrespected race, the most talked about race. The race, the jokes and everything else. We got to do better. Blacks represent the highest in the poverty population, 23.8%. We got the cost of living that is steadily increasing. Barely can, you know, good child care even be afforded we got kids left to their own devices we see crime and drugs and violence and everything on the rise and then people are doing what where were the parents at working a million different jobs in some cases we got to understand late like men we need men okay and let me say christian ladies let me put it says what we are created for relationships it is not good for man to be alone god said what i'm going to make a helper that is suitable for him I'm going to find a woman. I'm going to make a woman who, like, we are literally created to help them, but yet we have this mentality. Ain't nobody got time helping no man. I'm not doing this for no man. He need to have it together. He need to come correct. No, we are created to help them. They need our help. I'm not saying men are dumb at all. I'm just saying they need our help. We need them. This whole, I don't need a man mess, it has to stop. Because saying that is a defense mechanism and it's a protective measure that is working against you. It is a seed you are planting. You are prophesying against yourself. And at the end of the day, the problem... Truth be told is that you've chosen wrong, you've made bad decisions based on your struggles, based on your pain, based on your daddy, based on the weight of the world, all of these things. And you think that it's men that you don't trust, but truth be told, sis, it's really yourself you don't trust and you shouldn't, especially if like me, you've made some crazy decisions in the past, but no, it's not men, it's yourself that you don't trust. And a lot of men out here weren't taught because their dad left too, like, Why do we act as if only we as women, that we are the only ones that came from broken homes? So like we act like men should just be ready and good to go. (laughs) Or like a lot of you, I realize you get mad. It's like, you know, women, we're signing up for classes and academies and getting ready, but men aren't doing any of the work. I understand that argument, but let me say that we have to tap into our power on, on who God created us to be, right? And we can accomplish so much if we just clean ourselves up and do the necessary work. There's work that needs to be done at the end of the day. There's work that needs to be done. And we gotta come to a common ground, okay? Because what I'm realizing still, women use sex for love. Men use love for sex. Not all women, not all men. But women a lot of times will use sex just to get a man to love them and men will kind of use love just to get a woman to have sex. Women, you gotta understand You can't change him. And again, this is why I first of all say you got to work on yourself and your healing and your trauma and your daddy issues and whatever else. And again, the abandonment issues and a lot of things that we end up doing just to lure a man in. But it's like we'll lure him in, but then push him away because we still have all these deep rooted fears and everything else because we don't really know if he's going to stay. We want you to stay. I don't need you. I'm going to make sure you know I don't need you. But at the same time, like, don't you leave me. And if you do leave me, I don't care. I don't really need you. But how dare you leave me? Like, I'm going to need you to come back. Cut it out. it out okay at the end of the day we got to come to a common ground and stop interacting and and picking and selecting and being with men if there's certain things you're going to just try to like change about him and whatever else like cut it all out like and it sounds so cliche but seriously it takes a village right it really does take a village like we already know the bible says that satan is what prowling he's out there like a lion looking for someone to, to destroy right we also know, it's like Jesus even says, the enemy, he is out to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to, like when it comes to the black community, he wants to steal our children. He wants to kill dreams. He wants to destroy unity. Satan is absolutely against church. He is against family, unity, and marriage. We have to get back together. We each have a job. We all have a job in order to change the way that things are done when it comes to the black community in order to see the black community gets stronger and the family unit gets stronger, we have a job to do. And I know it sounds like I'm putting so much pressure on women, but of course, I mean I work with women. But truth be told, like I tell my clients all the time, women have some serious power. There is divine power that we have. We just don't use it and tap into it the way that we should and the way that God created for us to use it. Like this is like last year when I created the um the NP2I course, I did the new prep course that a lot of Black, it is a course that is just for helping black women out. It is just for that reason. But here's what I would tell you, and I got to get ready to go. I always say tug. And when I say tug, I always say that we can rid the adversarial relationship skills when we tug. The T means call a truce because we need men. Men need us. Ladies, lose the attitude. Let your guard down. Start fresh, Okay. Get some healing if you're realizing, okay, there are some things I'm realizing about myself. Start your healing process. I have a healing program if you're down to do the work. Learn how to date, right? Like learn how to date properly. I always talk about intentional dating skills. And one of those intentional dating skills out of the four intentional dating skills that I give my ladies, one is actually unreciprocated love. Love a man from day one. I didn't say be loyal. I didn't say give him your heart. I didn't say do the most. I didn't say open your legs. I didn't say commit. I said love a man from day one. That is something that we are instructed to do. Be a Christian woman by the fruits that you actually display. So call it truth. One, number two, the you would be offer understanding, understanding, understand that men have experienced things as well. OK, it's not easy being black and it's not easy being a black man for that, mo- that matter either. Think about their fears. Think about the weight of the world that's on their show. I was laughing. I was telling my boyfriend the other night, I said, "So I, was, I would hate to be a man. That's because like, God forbid, something goes boop in the night, like the man is the one who's expected to get up. The man has to protect. The man has to provide. The man is just supposed to do, do, do and go, go, go. But it's like, even outside of that, they, like I said, they have the weight of the world with many different things, especially the men's men, like the gentlemen, right? Like not the males, not the boys, but a man. Think about the weight. Think about their fears. Think of all these things. And then you have to learn how to understand men. I talk about that deep, like, especially, like, for those of you who did Simplicity, my dating masterclass, like, I did a whole week and a whole course just on understanding men. Like, men are not wired the way that we are wired. Men do not think the way that we think. Men do not process things the way that we process. So, so many relationships end up being marred and tainted and just going through the most because women, we want to be understood so badly, but we don't ever try to understand men. Understanding goes a long way. I even did a podcast series on that as well. Like understanding goes a long way. And then the G under tug would be extend grace. Grace is giving the good things that people don't deserve. Some of us need to give men what it is that we want, right? Because we want to be understood. We want good things that a lot of us don't deserve. Like Luke 6:38, 38, given it shall be given unto you. We need to learn how to give men what it is that we want. And again, going back to unreciprocated love, same thing. Our relationships would actually last and become something if we just loosen up and extend grace. That is how we can help. When I say tug, truce, understanding, and grace. Ladies, I want you to win at love by any means necessary, but not the struggle love that you've been settling for. Not the I don't need a man, I'm good with my self-love only kind of love. I don't want you in a relationship where you're struggling to get love or be love like that ain't it. We ain't doing that no more in 2022, Okay. And a lot of us, we've been told to accept any kind of love, but primarily because many of us have never seen or experienced real love again, especially if you came from a broken home. And a lot of people say, oh, he's loving you the way that he knows how. Okay, well, who says you have to accept that? Who says that you have to commit to it? Who says that you got to let it continue on? So like I said earlier, that meme, right, we're taught to live without a man, but we're not told how to keep a man. Now, what I do know is that for some of you, it's the opposite. You saw grandmama stay no matter what. So you only thing you know is how to have a man and to how to work on keeping a man. Listen, we don't have to repeat what granny did because with a lot of us, that is our struggle as well. (laughs) For a lot of black women, that is the struggle as well. Keeping a man by any means necessary. I don't care if he cheat. He better he better come home. He know what he know what home is, and he know da 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 da. He know where his bread is buttered. Okay, but why would you even want that kind of man? Who you just got a revolving door. Says now we ain't doing that. You want a man. You want a good man. You want love. You want to date. Okay. A lot of you have signed up for things that I've offered, but if there are other barriers, such as things that only black women can understand, then my dating masterclass won't help you. The writing the vision workshop won't help you. A dating coaching session won't help you. Those who actually joined NP2I, the new prep class, the master class just for black women, they got results. It was a two-day intensive just for black women. Like I've examined the main thing when it comes to black women that I work with. They want love. But the thing is a lot of them, they lack real self-love. They need healing, they gotta make better decisions, better financial decisions. Like the studies done on this show how it affects our relationship decisions. Either not making enough money will lead to you settling or making a good bit, giving off the conceited, I don't need a man vibes, i.e. high self-esteem. Like a woman's finances greatly correlate with the kind of men that she dates or doesn't. This is not always a good thing. The new prep intensive, it is tackling things to give you a new outlook so that you can undo some things that you've indirectly learned and been taught as a black woman, but it's caused you to struggle in love. Listen, you can have success and love. You can have a voice and love. Like you can have a good man and be vulnerable. You can get the desires of your heart. You can rid your heart of bitterness. You can do all of those things. You just, you've gotta do the work. That's all I, that's the only thing I can really tell you. Like you gotta do the work. Like, and if you're ready to do the work, Go to newthinglifecoaching.com forward slash classes. It is like literally it's two days of work, assignments, challenges, the whole nine. But I want you to self-reflect if nothing else. Like you've got this, ladies. I had to evaluate some things myself. Like I realized why I was still single, messing up good things, like the whole self-esteem. Money, times that I was broke and times that I was doing really well. Again, self-esteem. And in my case, broken home syndrome, fear of abandonment, mama trauma, father wounds, rejection sensitivity, the whole nine. But tending to those things and preparing myself in a different way, like meaning like taking things into consideration, it is why I've been able to do things differently and maintain a healthy relationship for once. (laughs) Like for once I'm winning and I want you to win too and you will win, but you have to do the work. You have to do the work. Ladies, I'm the New Love Strategist and I'm a coach here to help you win. And from now until Saturday, you do get 40% off NP2I if you use code Winning at checkout when you go to bit.ly forward slash NTLCclasses. bit.ly forward slash NTLCclasses. Use the code Winning, and you will get 40% off NP2I, okay? But connect. Visit newthinglifecoaching.com. Subscribe to stay in the know. You can subscribe to this podcast to know about new episodes. I do new motivation on Monday afternoons, a new episode series on Wednesdays. God bless those of you who are sponsors. You can come on into the Sass Tribe if you are on Facebook. The Sash Tribe is a group of like-minded women, single Christian women, where I get to just motivate and inspire, encourage, do training videos, the whole nine. New Thing Life Coaching is also on Instagram and Twitter. So make sure you follow. But in closing, I just want y'all to be blessed and remember that we will win, okay? And I just want you to do the work so that you can truly experience um, just different levels and just to go higher, all right? But I'm gonna keep on just making sure that I enlighten because we're we're gonna get it together. We're gonna make some shifts and some changes in this community 100%. I'll talk to y'all later, bye.